You're listening to Cinema Snarks. I'm Larry. And I'm Ren. And we are going to tell you how we really feel. And today, we're giving you our brutally honest thoughts on The Suicide Squad, followed by a character ranking of all quote-unquote Suicide Squad members from throughout the film. So we've both watched The Suicide Squad, not to be confused with David Ayer's Suicide Squad from 2016. Um, It's now available both in theaters and on HBO Max. So if you're listening along and you have not seen the film, you don't have an excuse. Just pop on your HBO Max subscription and get on it. It's worth it, I think. It's worth an afternoon, like, sitting and letting it play out. Um, I have a fun fact about the Suicide Squad versus the Suicide Squad. Uh, before we even get started into this review, I don't know how much about this you know, but basically, when Suicide Squad came out, which is an abomination of a film, uh, it was, it made enough money, even though it was effing terrible, it made enough money that they immediately greenlit a sequel. And this fucking sequel went through like hell and back. Like this director and then that writer and then that writer moved on to this thing and then that this director was going to do it and then this director dropped. Like it was in this limbo for years and years and years and years and years until James Gunn, James Gunn fired got, from Disney. got fired from Disney for a hot second because the Twitter verse was angry at him because- yes. He was not always perfect. Um, and uh, so he got fired for a hot second and DC was like, fuck yes, and snapped him right up and made a good choice because he he's an excellent director. His style, like- <laughs> Then Disney was like, mm, okay, come back for Guardians yeah, 3, actually. Like, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> actually, all upon further review, will you direct uh, the third Guardians um, for us? Thanks. Also, all the actors that they didn't want to be in the movie if you weren't directing it. So. They all were like- Either get him back or we're gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they, they uncaved to the Twitter mob. And uh, so James Gunn basically got to direct both. Um, and they, they um, put off the filming of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 so that he could do the Suicide Squad. And he, the Suicide Squad was like the working title because he thought it was funny and he, they thought they would change it later, but the executives also thought it was funny. So they just like went with it. Um, so this movie is uh, not technically a sequel. It is like a soft reboot. And it was hella confusing when I saw a preview for it. because I was like, is this a spoof trailer? It's real? And I think that has a lot to do with why it's underperforming at the box office. I think people are quite confused. And it's it harkens back to a dark time when they watched that one from 2016. So they don't really know if they want to chant it on this weird thing they're seeing. So I, I will say if you've seen the original Suicide Squad, I think that this movie does a very good job of like kind of poking fun at the original without it just being a spoof of the original. Like, for instance, the titles are not this, like, garbage, splashy, trailer garbage, like, titles. Whenever there's text on the screen, it's, like, artfully created within the image that you are looking at on the screen. And I don't think that that necessarily would have been a choice if there had not been so much backlash. And also just, like, 
like just watching it was like, what the fuck? Why? Why is this happening? I don't understand why these titles are here. I'm. It felt the Suicide Squad was was made was edited by a trailer company, and they made one two hour long trailer. So that is why it was horrible. So looking back. Just to let you know, uh, first off, I did a like live reaction instead of a review on my channel, so you can check that out. But also another shameless plug on my channel. If you would like to see Ren at work uh, in what she does so well, aka makeup work, I have a lip sync video from that 2016 film. <laughs> Uh, in which I do a lip sync as many of the characters, including yes. like Killer Croc and El Diablo, Harley Quinn, and do it to uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. But Ren did all of the character makeup yeah. for me on that video. Because terrible writing, terrible editing, and mediocre directing, they want to do the... So there's some like call for the airs cut. And I'm not like... Not just some. It is very loud on Twitter, Ren. Uh, again, you're not on Twitter, so you don't see it. And gals, mostly guys, I know. You all need to stop. You asked for that Snyder cut, and it was not any better. It was too much. It was way too long. There's a Would reason the we're not fans about to come for us. And I absolutely have no interest in watching that incoherent mess happen again. There is no way that it is like better. It it might be vaguely more coherent. Okay, great. Might be vaguely more coherent, I guess. Ah. Here's I the thing. A reboot. <laughs> David Ayer has not made a good film in a long time. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> so even if he gets his vision, I have high, high doubts that it is going to be a good film. Plus, it's they've started to today, actually, they were releasing snippets of the script to Twitter. We also have this picture of Harley Quinn and Will Smith kissing so that's a thing that happens in his cut everything i've read in those scripts is terrible and i do not want to see happen you know, no it's very easy for you as a director to blame the the blame the editors and blame the the, the studio that didn't give you your vision when your shitty movie comes out and it's shitty and everyone hates it um I, I'm looking at like his um, his director credit list, and uh, I don't see anything that is of note or interesting. This actually just uh, irritates the little part in me that is always upset that me that men are able to make bullshit over and over and over again and get more and more opportunities to direct, and women can do an amazing job as a director and then not work for a decade. Anyways, Suicide Squad but... no one was garbage, and then. They gave the, the reins of this film to James Gunn, who um, basically, I guess what had happened was they wanted him to direct Superman, and he was like, I don't, I don't know how I feel Which about would Superman. would have been very weird. Very weird choice, WB. WB what? as a company is a hot mess. I'm sorry. I appreciate that he understands yeah. his limits and was like, I don't know about Superman. And they were like, okay, okay, whatever property you want to do. And he was like, I would love to do Suicide Squad. He was like jealous when Ayers came out and he was like, oh, I wanted to do it. So he got to pick Suicide Squad, which was an excellent choice for him. So he wrote and he directed and he killed it it's very much in his style it feels it's got a lot of those those gal uh guardians of the galaxy vibes right it's got that sense of humor it's got the excellent soundtrack um that was another thing that i felt like was immediately 
not maybe not intentional, but a bit of a like snarky slap is that there was original music from the original artists in uh, this version of the Suicide Squad, whereas the original Suicide Squad from 2016 was just like garbage covers of everything. No, <laughs> what that, that gave us the enormous hit from 21 Pilots, the freaking heathens. You're right. I take it. <laughs> It was only really Bohemian Rhapsody that was like the big cover. The other thing is that 21 Pilots was already, 21 Pilots is a good band. And so I don't think that the movie had anything to do with the fact that that song did well, because they also had like six other number one hits. Honestly, so we've talked about this also on my other podcast that I do, but I honestly think, and that's why Warner Brothers made the wretched decision they did to let a trailer editing company edit a film. Um, The Suicide Squad's marketing, though, was one of the best marketing campaigns I think I have ever seen. The soundtrack, and they knew exactly what songs to release. Mm -hmm. Heathens has over a billion views on YouTube. I mean, it was a massive hit. And it helped to propel Suicide Squad to a huge opening weekend. The trailers were really good. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack was cool. The look was really cool. Uh, The marketing was flawless for Suicide Squad. It was very poorly reviewed, but the box office did very, very well. It made and that's because they marketed it perfectly. So everyone was hyped for it. I mean, I, you and I were hyped to go see it. That's why we were like excited with the makeup and stuff because it looked cool. But then you went to go see it and you're like, this is trash. And I heard everybody say, oh, this is and trash. And it was like, oh, never mind. I did not watch it because I was like, I watch trash. <laughs> never mind. We were duped. <laughs> to got us. It took me two tries to watch Suicide Squad at home because the first time I fell asleep because if I don't have a coherent story to follow. I'm like, I, I, I fell asleep. Ran, ran. <laughs> I fell I had to be, it took me three tries to watch 2001 A Space Odyssey the whole Randy. way through without oh falling asleep. Y'all, please attack her immediately on Twitter for just bringing up 2001 A Space Odyssey next to Suicide Squad. Please go after her. Once again, I am calling on my people to come for Rand. I'm just um, saying, if I've fallen asleep in your film, it's probably because it was boring. Um, well, it did give us a few good things. One, Margot is Robbie is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Number Amazing one. casting decisions amazing choice i don't think there's yeah she's she is harley quinn she's just incredible in that role i put up a tweet which actually people agreed with because i put some controversial language in there that i knew (laughs) would spark anger um but i put it up harley quinn being cast with margot robbie in the role was the best casting choice in the dc universe right now she is the best like uh, and i thought are they Snyder. arguing about Gal Gadot? Is that the one that they're like? No, I was worried about Snyder fans because they love Henry Cavill and defend him to the end of the earth as Superman. They also mm-hmm. love Ben Affleck and then Gal mm-hmm. also gets good things. Gal is my number two. <laughs> okay, first of all, Ben Affleck is a weird dad bod Batman. Go ahead, come at me. I don't care. It's a weird dad bod Batman and he's he, he, just, just weird. Um, Henry Cavill is like Fine he as could Superman. be good Superman if he, he was could. given a good script. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been given a good Superman to work with at all. So it is notable that I did not find Henry Cavill in any way attractive until I saw him in The Witcher and was like, holy good God. 
I and see he, it. I finally, my eyes have been open for the yeah, first time. Yeah, my eyes are open. He is now the stuff of my straight up fantasies. <laughs> it's been years that people have been trying to tell me that this man is attractive and I've looked at them weird. I, my eyes have suddenly yeah. seen Jesus. And it, so it was like, I mean, I'm sure it's partially <laughs> Cavill in that white wig like does something. It's just like great. But it's also, he gets to like play a yeah. character that has it's sexy that has sex appeal yeah. and Superman doesn't. Um, and that's, you know what? That's not Superman's fault. I, I guess we I can just, just argue Spider fans are, will be mad, but he just percent you are absolutely right. And anybody who argues with you is wrong. I'm sorry. Harley Quinn is the best. You can argue yes. that some of the casting choices were good. I think that Gal Gadot is a great choice for. And their, at first we all were like, what the hell? <laughs> first Margo, we were like, mm, I don't yeah. know about her as Wonder Woman. And then. Yeah. But she embodied the character job. wonderfully. But Margot Robbie is so incredibly spot on perfect for this character that only ever lived in a cartoon world up until now. And I've seen the comparison and I don't know, maybe I'll go that far. I, the problem is she's only been in three films compared to some of these other people who have been in 10. Um, but the comparison to like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine or even Ryan Reynolds did pull at this point um, or a few characters who have taken it to that point where even though Hugh Jackman is nothing like Wolverine from the comic books or really from the cartoon that we all love, it's hard now to envision anyone else in that live action role because he was Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds has become so ingrained in Deadpool that it's now hard oh. to be like, who's going to be Deadpool after Ryan Reynolds? Mm -hmm. And we're kind of getting to that point with Harley Quinn of Margot Robbie has just done such a, she's embodied this character and even made it a different character in some ways, but just it's attribute that it is like, she's become it. And she's so physical. Like, that's the other thing. Y'all can say stuff about these other people. They're not doing backflips. They're not grabbing full-ass grown men and lifting them off the ground with their legs. Does, she did, does Margot Robbie do her own stuff? Yeah, but... she did her own stuff. Yeah. Oh. Same thing in the first Suicide Squad. Oh the backflips and in Birds of Prey, those things she does are her because we have behind-the-scenes clips of her doing that shit. I don't think she's a human... I don't think it's possible <laughs> to be that gorgeous, talented, and like physically capable. And, and that's what I did. I was like, wait a minute. And she did it. She lifted this fucking, this man off the ground in this movie. She's no. It's insane. So I'm like, again, <laughs> oh my she's God. amazing. And they are so lucky that they hired her for this role. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> um, um, but that's one of the big things. The yes. look too, but I actually think this is her I much preferred the look for Harley Quinn in this movie over the I wish we had gotten a little more time with that first look because it is yeah. a little classic Harley yes. in that jumpsuit with the yes. black and red she looked amazing yeah. and I wish because the dress is fun but I wish yes. we had gotten more of that militant looking yeah. suit that yeah that we're like cat woman yes. it really felt more classic Harley Quinn and like so the thing the the problem with I, I know that everybody loved the daddy's little monster and like I saw like a bazillion of them at comic-con yes. but the problem with it is that like Harley Quinn is specifically supposed to be like this 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 clown character this red and black and white clown character and so to just like change her color scheme like that kind of changes the entire like core of her character you take away the clowny aspect of who she is and you just kind of like make her something else yeah. which i um, mean again 
good on you. It's one of the few things that DC has been quite successful in doing is changing yes. the image of the characters. They did it with Harley. They did it with Aquaman. Your crappy script, your crappy directing, your crappy editing, all of that cannot destroy uh, costumes and makeup that look makeup great. Makeup work that those people did on, on Croc, all of them. They all looked yeah. great. Yes, this I, film, I think they look great as well. The costuming is, once again, really good. Mm -hmm. But we got the characters to be good, too, this time. Yay. We got a script to be Yay. good. <laughs> Yes. So speaking on the returning characters, I think Harley's much better in this film than she was. Mm -hmm. I still think I like Birds of Prey Harley the best, um, but this is now second place. You also get, a, you just, she's the main she's character, the main character of Birds of Prey, so you really get to like know and her. She goes through a, a different kind of journey in that film of self-discovery that she doesn't really go through in this one as much. That I just have a lot of a journey I, in this one. I love Birds of Prey, by the way. Again, another one that all the dude bros hate because women, um, but Birds of Prey's great. Sorry about it. DC bros, they seem to really like have a lot of weird problems. What is it about like liking DC that seems to make Listen. some men like monstrous humans? After Woman to Roman 1984 came out, they came, oh God, people came out onto Twitter and literally said, this is just the proof that Zack Snyder actually ghost directed Wonder Woman because there's no way Patty Jenkins did it. First of all, Patty Jenkins what? is an excellent director. <laughs> she is a horrible writer. That's all there is to it. What about Wonder Woman shows you Zack Snyder? I'm sorry. Nothing about that first film. Zack Snyder has a very distinct That's, style. Yes. He also poorly directed lots of films. Like, there, there's plenty of films he did a bad job on. So, um, no. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, the DC fandom. We got a lot of problems. But Harley Quinn, great. Rick Flagg, what a glow up. Like, I'm yes, sorry, the so Rick Flag in Suicide Squad was wretched. Like this horrible plank of a human. There was nothing there. People were like, you just know he stormed the Capitol. You just know it. <laughs> but this Rick Flag, he's all about Black Lives Matter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but journalists need to know. I love that. I was like, what? Um, a yeah. glow up like i mean he looks better for when i was like listen i already liked joe kinnaman but this film had me feeling some type of way when rick was on the screenshot i was like listen this yellow again the yellow shirt that damn yellow shirt we had just talked about it with dev patel which you'll see in our green knight review but him and that yellow damn yellow color guys if you hair here wear some yellow uh-uh but he was just such a better, more developed character, given so much more personality and things to do. Mm -hmm. He was still that kind of, you know, military guy, but oh, what a difference. Yeah. And then Amanda Waller, she's like uh, one of two. Okay, there's another one. Amanda Waller is unhinged. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this, I, this, okay, the fact that, that Viola Davis came back to play the same character and like pokes, like she has a sense of humor about it. It uh, makes me love her more. I, I love Viola Davis already. And this just like made me love her a little bit more. It's like, I, there's something super admirable about when a person is in a movie that they know is like really bad and they come back and they like make fun of it a little bit. I thought she was great. I saw that again, the, these people are wild uh, talking about how she was better in the first one. I don't think so. I think it's roughly I, the same. She She's was a, roughly the same. She's scarier to me in this movie. Like, uh, Viola takes this, uh, and the script takes Amanda Waller to, like, deranged. Yes. Suddenly she, you realize the villain she is because she's deranged. She is the most, she is, like, every bad thing that the United States does in the name of, like, the United States, like, just embodied. She 
kills it, takes it, and yeah. And then the final one is (laughs) Captain Boomerang. He's the only returning character from Suicide Squad, (laughs) Uh, and he actually was quite fun in the first one. Like he was one of the few characters who was like, he's all right. Like Jai Courtney, I'm not a fan of, and he gets to be goofy Australian guy here. Um, So you know, and he. He's fun. That's all I'm going to say for now. We're going to get into a spoilers discussion where we'll talk a little bit more about Captain Boomerang. Uh-huh. But he's fun. He has some fun lines and he actually has kind of like a fun dynamic with Harley Quinn um, when they're on screen together. So that's it. And then we get lots of new characters. Uh, we'll talk about more about them. So anyway, the mission. They have to go to this South American country to destroy Project Starfish. And so Amanda Waller assembles teams to send in there and basically just break in and take down whatever is inside. Little do they know, it's basically a kaiju starfish that is known as Captain, (laughs) or, or, uh, you know, Star Wars. So that's a little bit of a spoiler because that is one of the best lines of the film. It's like, oh man, we have a straight up kaiju situation. Yeah, I died. There was was like three moments in this film, I died. And that was one of them. I loved that line from that man. Um, he was also the perfect character to deliver that line. He turned around, like, like stunned. Like, screaming. dweller thing. Like, he, he knows what a kaiju is for yeah. sure. He also knows what a kaiju <laughs> is, too. But this one's pretty funny. It has a lot of... It's, it throws the comedy at you fast and furious. Not everything lands, yeah. but when... That's, that's kind of James Gunn. He's going to throw so many jokes yeah. at you that a good amount are going to land. It's also, like, the original Suicide squad was not funny and this is funny and that's what the suicide squad should be it should be funny it's goofy it's like a silly concept to start from well listen y'all from the comic books the suicide squad the reason they got that name they are nobody characters like this film like the first film kind of had nobody characters but this one took it to the next level and nobody characters they are nobody nobody characters that that are weird that are trash in a lot of like they're not good characters either dispensable characters dispensable and that's what the suicide squad was from the get-go in the comic books and they perfectly kind of capture that essence right here in this film and Mm. james gunn also does a good job of adding heart in which he did beautifully well with the guardians particularly the first one so we have all of this ripping people in half blowing their effing heads off it is gory as hell y'all this This film i had to point out is so because cgi and just like special effects have gotten so good like it's not enough to have a lot of blood you need to be like super creative about how you gore it up right like you you and i thought this film did a good job of creative gore yeah creative gore all of them apart the the shark nomming on a head it's one of my favorite things (laughs) listen and king shark is the perfect example so people are saying he's just brute which i don't quite agree i think he's very much a different character i understand they don't talk and they're kind of the big lovable okay so first of all he is not Groot. He is Lenny. The Lenny character from Of Mice and Men has been around and reused over and over again. The gentle giant who is too strong for his own good is a very common trope. It's not just Groot. I definitely got some Groot vibes. I also got some, um, what's the other one? The literal ones vibes. The literal, oh, Drax. 
Drax, yes. I also got some Drax vibes from and you the get that. I mean, it's the same director, so you're going to get a tinge of that. It, it just is what it is. It was clearly his is, style. He was a lot more brutal than Groot. Uh, yeah. Groot was not... <laughs> he was evil, Groot. <laughs> he was much more evil than Groot ever was in that yeah. first Guardians film. Groot was pretty much the lovable giant from the get-go. Let's be real. It's, it's, it's exactly what a, a great white shark that's anthropomorphized would be like, right? Just like a, a hungry, menacing presence. Just He's eat. also dumb. Like, Groot speaks a different language. So he's dumb. kind of perceived as simpleton just because people can't understand him. So he just says the same thing. No, King Shark is actually dumb. Like, he, he exhibits the <laughs> fact that his intelligence level is not there with everybody else. And that is clear. Um... But oh my god, I loved him. We'll get into King Shark in the in the ranking. I love King Great. Shark, and I love that we are able to latch on and love this character who literally noms on people's heads. Uh huh. Um, yes. That's that's basically yeah. this film. That's we great. learn to love these characters who are mm-hmm. blowing heads off and who have done terrible. Is a huge part of what was lacking in the original Suicide Squad is that there you just don't learn enough about any of the characters to give a shit about them. Like Margot sells her heart, so you kind of you like her because you know she sells her, and Will Smith is charismatic, and even that is a little. You also get a little bit of backstory at least for Harley Quinn, and the other thing is we know Harley Quinn, so it's a little bit easier to connect to her because you know you know her deal, you know like the Croc, the Killer Croc is nothing in that first one. Nope. You know, and even Polka Dot Man, who I went in thinking was going to be wretched, oh, is so God. good. Like, they do so much to characterize him. James Ratcatcher 2? Yeah. Uh, James Gunn said that he specifically picked Polka Dot Man because he thought he was the dumbest fucking character in the entire DC universe. <laughs> That's so sweet. Sidebar, <laughs> the actor who played Polka Dot Man he was adopted crazy. a cat who came up to him while they were filming in that city. Uh, so it was a stray cat who came up to him, so he adopted him. So, and then the costume designer from the Suicide Squad made a tiny cat polka dot man costume. Oh my god! So he posted pictures of him with the That's little adorable. Cat. Okay, other adorable thing I learned about the guy who played polka dot man. He with little did James Gunn know when he was a kid, he had uh, this disease that basically made him like kind of spotty, ventimiglia, I think they call it. And so the kids used to call him polka dots when he was a kid oh. to like taunt him. And so he got to be the superhero version of polka dots. Yes. I love it. Also will- really quick, speaking of, of polka dots, I have to say that one of my favorite choices in casting for this uh, film was the person that they got to play his mother that he sees everywhere in every character. That was so good. She was the perfect choice. It was like just the right amount of funny and ridiculous and good yeah uh, and like, my, every time you saw her it was like yes. yeah so one of my big problems we'll have to talk about in spoilers because it happens near the end of the film at the climax okay, okay. one of my other problems uh, is i wish i wish harley would have been with the group more that was something i felt because if you take out her side mission nothing changes in this film like i mean she doesn't really do anything for a good portion of like it's cool what she gets to do but in the overall scheme of what's happening the side story her side story is nothing i'm a 
okay with her side story. And again, we can <sighs> we can cover this when we get into the spoilers. I just like Harley with other people. I think she's such a fun character to bounce off of other personalities yes. that I would have liked to see her get to interact with someone like King Shark a lot more. Uh, she doesn't really talk to these people much. Mm-hmm. And when she does, it's great. Like there's a joke about a character named Milton near the end of this film that was- I think I would have remembered if we so had- So good. It is so good. Um, also- I don't know. There's a big debate about Harley's depiction in this film Um, because apparently this was happening pretty much congruent to Birds of Prey. So James Gunn didn't, he wasn't able to make the script based on Harley's evolution with Birds of Prey. Mm -hmm. He just kind of was doing it on his own. So Mm -hmm. he didn't really know what she went through, but she has a great monologue in here about abusive relationships that I love. Um, I just, this film to me lacked a little bit of smart Harley. I thought she was kind of just dumb and crazy. And I always like smart, crazy Harley a little bit more. When she actually shows that she does have a doctorate degree. (laughs) Yeah. Let's Um, not forget. And in this, she's like, oh, you know, yeah, you could be Frank. Like when he's like, can I be Frank? And she's like, oh, yeah, you could be Frank. As in like his name. And I'm like, girl, stop. Like, you know what the hell he just said. Like to see, those are the moments with Harley that I'm like, bitch, stop. Uh, so that's one of my complaints with the film. I could buy that. I could buy that. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's mm-hmm. a lot of good time. It's a huge, huge improvement over the last attempt at doing the Suicide Squad on the big screen. <laughs> yes. And oh one of DC's best films in their current universe. I'll say yep. that too. Agreed. I think they're starting to make some better choices. Here and there, they make some better choices. I, that's I, good for Zack Snyder. I, I, I appreciate he's, he was one of the executive producers. I appreciate that they basically went, we can do better. Wait, 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 wait. We can do better. We can do this. Because yes. it, it's such a weird, it was, it's a very strange thing. I don't, I can't recall anything cinematically like this ever happening before where a movie <laughs> comes out and it is terrible. And instead of making a sequel, like five years later, they just try again um, in the same universe. And they just like kind of pretend like the other one didn't exist. So apparently uh, Will Smith was kind of supposed to be in this one as like, so Will Smith was supposed to be in this one as Deadshot and then scheduling stuff. And they brought in an Idris Elba, but James Gunn didn't want to make him Deadshot. He wanted yeah. to give him a different option. And Idris Elba picked this character that I'm he so plays. I'm so glad he did. It's a good, it's a, oh, it's such a good character for Idris Elba. And thank God, because that poor man picks terrible roles. Honestly, we are constantly screaming, fire your agent, Idris. What the hell is going on? Like, you should be. And make a superstar Oscar winner. Like you should be on top of the world, Idris Elba. And you just continually get stuck into either Heimdall style roles in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So So you're in a successful universe, but you're nothing. Or you're in like the Dark Tower trash. Like you're in these horrible films. Yeah, this was a great, this is a great role for him. It's a nice to see him fit well into a role and like own it. Get to act, do his thing. So I think um, now we should yeah. go into spoilers. Great. So we're going to go into spoilers. Come back if you've seen the film and want to hear our talk on spoilers. Or if you, honestly, this is it for non-spoilers because when we talk about the characters, we're going to talk spoilers too. So this yes. is it. Uh, we both loved it. Watch it on HBO Max. Yes. Now, Super fun. It's not any great, 
cinematic masterpiece, but it is certainly a fun afternoon for sure. Please enjoy yeah. yourself. Go see this movie. Or watch it. How'd you feel about Starro? Star the um the villain. The oh, oh, oh Larry, he broke my heart. He broke my heart at the end. Oh my god, what a fucking line. James That was my problem, Ren. That was my problem. Oh, that he broke your heart at the end? You wanted him to just be like a villain? Oh my God. No, I think they needed to go one way or the other because- so Either make him like a, a murderous, crazy thing or- Because he was like, you know, he had the people under control and he's running around and his name is Starro the Conqueror mm-hmm. and he's yelling, the city is mine and we're doing all this yeah. shit. And then when he's like on his deathbed, he says, I was happy enough just floating, looking at the stars. Mm-hmm. So to me, it became like- it, it like floored me for a moment because I just wasn't expecting it because I don't know. I wish. <sighs> I don't know. So I, I didn't. I don't. It left me in a weird place. Is he called Starro the Conqueror? Yes. Yeah. They put it on the screen. It was like the Suicide Squad versus oh. Starro the Conqueror. I mean, I think I'm okay with it because I, if you take a away. a great backstory. If you take away the Conqueror, it, it, makes, it makes more sense. It makes perfect sense to me. He basically. Yeah he's captured by these shitty creatures that torture him and are assholes and he keeps trying to escape and they won't let him and they perform experiments on him for decades and then he finally gets out and he's basically like fuck you all this whole little area is mine it's (laughs) mine you own it go away um uh i did love when he killed the thinker i loved that the thinker yeah yeah it's like kill him (laughs) Yeah, kill him immediately I enjoyed that i i enjoyed that little that little heart punch at the end i thought that was a really sweet quick way i to mean you think cool. for a second of oh fuck no no i mean it's a great condemnation on humanity which i'm always on board with whenever we can turn it on humanity real quick and be like see how shitty you are see what you do to everything you encounter you assholes yes i mean obviously that is like my jam that's That's my genre of life it's turning humanity and being like look what you do all the time damn it uh i also just don't think it would have necessarily had the same impact if it hadn't if it hadn't come as a quick punch right before he died. Like if you knew the whole time, it would have been a whole different movie if you had a better concept of this creature as this crap thing. It at least would have, I guess, it would have made me, I guess I would have put me in a more morally place. Maybe it would have been too bad because I might've been just straight up rooting for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, so. I think you need to not, right? And I think you need to not root for him because yeah. you already have these anti-heroes that- <laughs> Be rooting for <laughs> to kill him. I mean, I guess um, it goes with the theme of the whole film. Everybody's gray here. Literally everyone. Our, our heroes are gray. Starro is gray. The governments are all gray. Uh, Rat Master Two is not really gray. She seems Rat like catcher. She, Rat catcher. Yes, she seems pretty just like she was good. a poor, a poor woman, a poor immigrant who came to the U.S. and tried to steal from a bank, so they threw her in jail. Yeah, I, I mean. Be- rats so she was like they're not weapons they're rats ren and i are pretty much down with the rich so of course yes. we would not see a problem with her not at all also i think there's just something very i mean like it's comic book world okay but like you know attempted robbery with rats doesn't seem like a thing where you're going to go to like the maximum security prison yeah. with all of the guys where you yeah. die forever yeah they put her in i mean she should have gotten a quick sentence and been out of jail like let's be real i mean <laughs> but she's she's so she's the heart of the movie hands down 
and oh, oh my god and she's got she uh, that that is the rat thing is the other thing that killed me in the movie the um why rats because they are the lowest of the lowest most despised creature and if even they if they have a purpose then any one of us all of us have a purpose it's like, oh god it's so good little taika waititi there for you Rim. he's always around to like punch me every <laughs> once in a while and be like hey I'm funny and now you're crying. That's kind of like his job. I will say, I think sometimes the structure of the film is what kept me from loving, loving it. So like that moment I loved, throwing that moment where it was, at first I didn't like it, but then it it, it warmed up on me. It's warmed me. Because at first I was like, what the hell? We're doing this cutaway right now? What is going on? But then we cut back to her. The score in that moment is so damn good, mind you. (laughs) The music her, was great in this. Her movie. hero moment, like when she's doing yes. that and getting it, is amazing. So, I mean, that's what's really come around for me. Is I was like, okay, I also, can, I can accept. It. I think we've covered this on the podcast before, but I love pigeons. Love them, love them, love them, and they are often called rats with wings. So and so, just the idea <laughs> of rats like taking over and like and having purpose and being the yes. basically the savior mm-hmm. of the film, like made my little pigeon loving heart feel so good i was so happy (laughs) i will say to you somebody okay this is where i get off the rails because people just bring up the weirdest criticisms people are like that's unrealistic with the rats i'm like have you been to a city ever are you kidding me i was thinking about that while i was watching it i was like yeah i mean like imagine every in a city like coming into one area at once it would be insane like any city that's If you did New York City and you were able to control rats, yeah, suddenly you're the most powerful person (laughs) because those bitches will outnumber humans like nobody. Like, I mean, come on, people. They breed exponentially. (laughs) Guys, they killed a giant chunk of our population in the 16th century. Just murdered us. I don't know what people are thinking. Like, yes, we do a good enough job of keeping them out of our space. Yes. Kind of. And even then, and even us building our own spaces, they still find their way into our houses. They find their way into our restaurants, our businesses, because they are everywhere, y'all. They are there. They are crawling underneath whatever you're on right now, I can tell you. Like, so really quick, I just did a quick, um, a quick Google search on this. <laughs> um, and so uh, it looks like there are about uh, 2 million rats in New York City. Uh, home to about 8 million humans. So two, that I could buy that hoard was maybe about 2 million rats. Probably on, less than that. On a, a third word country type of place, they're yeah. going to be there. I was going to say also, yeah, New York a City hot. is actually a pretty clean place overall. It, it, at one point, it was a lot worse. but The it, weather is perfect for an animal like rats. It's a nice, nice weather for them to live. We're like, that rat shit could absolutely happen <laughs> if you had a magic wand to control all the rats. <laughs> and again, here we go back. People being like, that rat stuff is so, uh, you know, they're fighting a giant starfish from outer space. <laughs> right? That's what you want to focus in on? <laughs> yeah. Who just killed a villain that had a bunch of like thinky things sticking out of his head. And- oh, yeah. Oh, what, what are we doing, people? Stop it. Stop it right now. So 
<laughs> Honestly, I think what made the film for me is the characters. Mm-hmm. The plot is kind of whatever. I mean, they're it's fighting a, this big thing or you know, whatever. It's, it's really the character. Standard. Uh, I, I did, uh, I, I think they did an okay job of there being like that hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it, it's kind of a, it was a little bit of like a weird anti-hero's journey. <laughs> back and forth. And I, I, it was, I, I liked it a lot. And yes, I, the characters are what sell it. And also, that's what should sell it. That should have been that is why that was what should have made suicide squad good in the first place it's like and again that was like the problem with the original suicide squad is that you just you didn't get to know any of them they just had this like these weird garbage you knew you knew about them you didn't know who they were um whereas in suicide squad you really get to know well, some of the Suicide Squad members. Yeah, so I know before we talk about the characters themselves, let's talk about the, the first Suicide Squad group who was killed off in the first 10 minutes of the film. So good. I felt so hard-punked <laughs> watching Pete Davidson's face get shot off. I was like, they fucking punked me so hard because the, the trailers did such they really focused on that first 10 minutes of the film so you thought pete davidson is like an important character you had all these you have this character who's played by nathan philly and you're like oh this is gonna be really fun this is gonna be great and he's dead wow um yeah there was weasel was very heavy in those commercials too they showed a lot of weasel uh james gunn's brother sean gunn Uh, I, also, I love well, Sean Gunn. I forgot. I didn't know that they were uh, siblings. I kind of love that little relationship, but I already like Sean Gunn because he's just like a funny, cute little. James Gunn puts character. him in everything he does. So. Yeah. He, and Michael Roker also. Oh, okay. Michael Roker all, and everything. For him, he was, um, he was in Gilmore Girls. He's a regular on Gilmore Girls. So that was where he captured my little heart. Um, but uh, yes, he does. Yeah. Of that other character, which is actually uh, one of the not as good. Um, the, yeah. I think I think we should just give our our ranking, and we'll continue to talk Great. about why they're good or bad Great. as we go Great. through our ranking. So, Ren, who do you have at number sixteen through eleven? Give him to us. <laughs> do you want me to do the bottom, the one yeah, I go I sixteen like. up to eleven? Uh, so I want to say I'm going to say Black Guard. Um, that's the Pete Davidson character, uh, mainly because I literally don't know anything about him at. <laughs> all he doesn't do anything cool in the 10 minutes that he's there he basically is just like theoretically the reason why they're all getting shot at immediately but also this is a little questionable like plot hole thing i i i will say i will throw it out there and be like maybe this is my like fan retconning for james gunn's plot hole maybe intentionally um oh my god viola davis's character yeah amanda waller Amanda Waller gave him an opportunity to call and and be a shit and basically be like a little uh, a Benedict Arnold type of traitor um, and gave him the opportunity to do it so that then they would all show up and then she could get the other Suicide Squad. The, to where they needed the to go. A game. Yeah, the A. I think as soon as the weasel died when he like jumped out of the plane and drowned, uh, I think that was about the moment I was like, this is, hmm, are they just going to kill off all these characters right now? Well, I knew. I was like, okay, so Harley has to make it out, and I think Rick yeah. Flagg has to make it out. Those two are the only two I know are safe in this first group of characters. Yeah. 
Because they're not going to kill Harley immediately. I mean, no. if, if, maybe also, she'll die in the film, but you you're not killing kill Harley. Her. It's Margot Robbie, and you would be a fool yeah. to remove this amazing actress and character from yeah. your the most popular character you have right now in your universe. Um, that would be yeah. foolish. So yeah. we kind of knew she was safe. But yeah, that yeah. Was, I think that was amazing. I think that was one of the best. I I I don't think I've ever been so surprised in the first ten minutes of a film. <laughs> to realize I was watching something We'll get to him, I think, here soon, but they actually show the entire first 10 minutes through a character's perspective who dies in the first 10 minutes. Like, we focus on a character who does not make it out more than everybody else to start with. Like, we kind of see this mission through his perspective, and he's like, oh, he's dead. But, okay, so yeah, Blackguard is 16. So my bottom was Blackguard. Okay, um, and then the next one was, uh, was Savant. So Savant is the character that you follow. Um, I think Savant gets a little bit higher ranking because he uh, he has like a cool, he has one cool move where he kills a bird, and then there's that fun irony of the bird eating his head afterwards. Wait a minute, I forgot to bring this up. James Gunn, what bird hurt you? Sir? <laughs> what are you doing? There was so much bird death in this movie. And I was like, what is going on? James, who hurt you as a child? He gave that one bird vengeance. He gave one. And then he burnt down an entire aviary later. I was like, what? Maybe he loves birds because that was a villainous fucking thing to do. (laughs) Damn, like James Gunn, why are you killing birds? So (laughs) maybe he loves birds and seeing them harmed is like, it hurts his little soul. Um, so yeah, yes, Savant, so Savant, he, you, you don't really get very much character. He's very like, he's very, he's stoic. That's kind of his character. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. yeah, it's, he, he, I just don't get very much from him. Okay. And then he Never. panics and runs away and it's kind of like, so do you have a 14? Um, above that is Weasel. Uh, Weasel's another one you don't get very much from, um, but he actually moved up my ranking a little bit when I realized it was Sean Gunn, and I was like, oh, but he's so cute. So he got bonus points just for being played by Sean Gunn, and okay. it's just like a weird thing. Um, I also like read about like the different, they were all based on these different characters, and so um, this is based on like a comic strip, like a, I think, what's his name? Bob the Cat, but like once I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I see that. That's that's decent. I can buy that. Yes, the weasel was weird. This weird, sort <laughs> of strange screaming. I also he has that great moment of licking the glass, yes. which is fun. Um, so I get a little bit more entertainment out of the weasel. And after the weasel, I have uh, javelin. Okay. Uh, javelin is up there because his tool is used ultimately uh, to win the war. Uh, so. Uh, he he brings the most important thing. Um, and you also get that good moment of him dying and her like slapping him in the face. Yes. Love it. And then I have a uh, Mongol. Uh, <laughs> that uh, helicopter move was sick. <laughs> it was fun. That was fun. Her to like jump on the helicopter and like she took out a bunch of people with her. She also died, but she that was fun to watch a helicopter kill a bunch of people. Um, that was fun and creative and that was like a sick move. She like went for it. Hold on. Then I have Captain Boomerang. That's your number 11? Yes. Because um, he's just a little bit hit a cool moves, right? Also, you know a little bit about him because he was in the last movie, I guess. Yeah, he like sliced people's heads off. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he got to do anything like that in the first I don't one. think he did either. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. That's kind of a... 
I always no. enjoy a good like slice and slide sort of maneuver. Oh, we have we have a little bit different of a bottom six, Ren. My sixteen, I have Mongol. <laughs> oh, really? I hated. I mean, she kills Captain Boomerang. <laughs> she kills people on her own damn team. <laughs> and she oh, just yeah. like she screams out, "I got it!" and like. <laughs> I don't know, like, girl. Screaming because she realizes she's fucked up. <laughs> and then screams, and she's like, oh, shit, this was a bad idea. I mean, it's funny. Um, yeah, the woman who plays Mongol is like a martial arts star. <laughs> they, I, okay, here's the other thing about how they punked it. I know, we're going to get you ranking. This is the other thing that punked, that punked us, is we got all these announcements about all of these actors playing these yeah. characters, and so we had all these assumptions and then they killed Pete Davidson immediately. They killed the martial arts star immediately. Nathan Fillion, immediately. Immediately. Speaking of Pete Davidson at 15, I have Blackguard. Yeah. I'm not a Pete Davidson fan, but I was ready for him to get his head blown off and cheered when it happened. Sorry about it, Pete. He was already at a deficit. <laughs> <laughs> then number 14, uh, speaking of the other big name actor, I have TDK. Oh. Detachable Kid is all the way down at 14 for me, Ren, because... <laughs> I was like Harley Quinn. I said, what the fuck? Like, when he... <laughs> and this is where we differ, Larry. I enjoy funny. I, I get... like, what is going on? So many what? more points for slapping and punching him in the face. That's so funny. And then he just, like, laid there and screamed as his hands got shot. But I was like, I mean, is he really dead? Because, I don't know, if your hands get blown... I mean, I guess you die of blood. Loss. I guess. They, they said they that he him? was, like... Uh, they said he was like out of, they didn't say he was dead when they went through. Okay. I was hoping maybe he would have made it, but. No, I mean, Weasel did, so who knows? <laughs> I did like the line, but again, it wasn't really his line when he was like, the TDK, TDK is not a name, it's just letters. And he's like, every name is just letters. <laughs> <laughs> Good line. <laughs> All right, so moving along. And number 13, I have the thinker. I did, yeah, he's pretty low Peter on my. Capaldi, I mean, he's fun. He definitely embraced the weirdness of the room. I think the character is just not very well fleshed out, really. Yeah, just, yeah, kind of bland. Like, he had a cool look. He obviously was very comic accurate with that look. You also have, like, all of these amazing villains, and the villain in your villain movie is, like, kind of subpar. Yeah, he wasn't, I don't know, he just was kind of bland and boring to me. Other people stood out more, even if they had almost no screen time. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, at number 12, I have Javelin. Again, yes, I liked... I just liked his like interaction with people in the very short amount of time. Obviously, they're talking about a dog on the damn thing. And again, it's just <laughs> funny interaction. I thought his interaction with Harley was really fun. Uh, they have like cute little moments real quick. And I loved his death scene, even though, again, it was mostly Harley because they like psyched you out. She's like holding his face, <laughs> just starts like slapping him on the face. But Javelin was fun. He had a cool costume and he had a cool outfit. So there you go. And then finally, at number 11 for me, I have Weasel. He was the one I was shocked about because I saw him so much, I feel like, in the marketing that I just, I knew he was going to be in the whole movie. <laughs> no, he was not. And his death was hilarious. I... <laughs> he just drowns. Well, death. I mean, he lives. So Spoiler. Cool. That's hilarious. Like, Nobody checked. People could swim, right? And like, it, I think it does a great job of immediately setting up the, right because up until that point it's like kind of funny but that's the moment when it like really sets up like this 
is not, these are not competent people. Oh. These are not, like, even, even then at that point is when you realize that, um, oh my God, why can't I remember her name? Um, the evil lady. Oh, Waller, Amanda Waller. Waller, Amanda Waller. I don't I keep on calling it, whatever. Amanda Waller, you, you're just, she's like not fully competent, right? <laughs> she's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> right. No, I, nobody checked. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just has like a lot of really memorable stuff in that first little time he's in. Licking the window when he comes out the back of that truck screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. It's a great noise. It's like, oh. really like, ugh. Okay. <laughs> my dog hated him, was very upset about him. <laughs> and then again, he's sitting there like, in the, as they're having that discussion about him. Uh, and then you just envision him luring and killing children. <laughs> right <laughs> like oh shit maybe he's the darkest character in this whole place he's not well he's not harmless he killed 27 children oh what? okay <laughs> and so, he survives too that's what's even more like upsetting. He, yeah. like he just like gets up and survives and you're like well the children of this island are about to get murdered great um somebody kill weasel please so who are your numbers 10 through 6 right okay so 10 i have the thinker um okay. Same reason we kind of talked about this. I was like, meh, meh. It's just very meh. And nine, I have PDK because I thought that was fucking funny. I think it is such a stupid, stupid power I mean, that to have him, yeah, like they like said, they set him up like send him the, the, the uh, TDK. And he's like, yeah, and, like his arms come off and they just like, and they, they aren't even like lethal. They just like run and they start punching and slapping. That's that was funny. That was like comedy gold, and I was just like happy about Nathan Fillion in general. <laughs> of There's I nothing know. that man can do that doesn't make me. We saw him at Comic Con, and he's just a delightful human being, and just him on screen is just a delight. So he gets pushed up immediately. I think he's at the top of my ranking of those like minor <laughs> characters that yeah. show up and then die immediately. Above TDK, I have Rick Flag. Um, there's nothing wrong with Rick Flag. He is a lovable character and I enjoyed the entire team of them. It's just, he's probably the most boring out of the whole team. Otherwise mm -hmm. he, he just does. He also doesn't have like a lot of backstory. You don't learn a whole lot about him. He's just like general good human. And I'm glad we have good humans in the world. I do not find them <laughs> compelling as characters. I think everybody should, you know, aspire to be like Rick Flag, but I, I also don't think that uh, that is the most fun thing to watch. It's more fun to watch people struggle <laughs> okay. uh, in, a, in, in terms of character development. Yes. This is also like the difference between me and Leslie. I always go back to like, she loves Captain America. And I'm like, who cares about Captain America? Give me some Iron Man. He's fun. I'm excited. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of the same characters near the very top. But I like yeah. having a lot of differences right now. And above Rick Flag, I have Polka Dot Man. He, he's kind of one note. You don't get to know him as well, I think. He's also just kind of like, he's a little bit whiny <laughs> the whole movie. But I, I also really love him. I love yeah. the mother thing. I think that was brilliant. And, oh my God. And Let me just say, it's not, it's not his line, but one of, I think this is another moment I like laughed out loud, is when Bloodsport is like, Polka Dot Man, look who it is. <laughs> it's your mom. Your mother. I mean, it just was so dumb. I don't know why. I just like, look who it is. 
He does get that great. I love that at the end he gets to feel like he's a superhero, and that's really sweet. And that was another like moment of like, oh, oh, and then they killed him, and that was very sad. He does have a compassionate streak, which I like. Number six was Amanda Waller. Um, she's just a bad bitch. <laughs> she's scary and intense, and she was funny. I really, I really enjoy that uh, briefing scene. It's just she's such a good straight man. It's just incredible. Like, she kills that scene. She's also, like you said, she's so unhinged in this film. Like, I love at the end when she's trying to get them to turn around and she's like, there's spit coming just, out of her mouth. Yes. She just starts cussing him out. Like, <laughs> screaming. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. So good. It was fantastic. All right. So, at number 10, I have Savant. Uh, he's a lot lower on your oh, list, Riff. Yes. I just loved the setup for him of like the stoic character and then when push came to shave he screams and runs away into the water i right i was like oh i wasn't actually prepared for it until they showed him start like breaking and like scream and start swimming away i was like oh damn and i think that moment specifically is what got me with him and put him above a lot of the other ones who die on that beach Number nine is someone you haven't brought up yet, so they're in your top five that I just don't like, and that's Peacemaker. <laughs> oh my god, he's so funny. John Cena in comedy is so good. Also, Larry, they're making like a whole Peacemaker know, series, and so... I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. I wish we would have gotten a series about literally any of the other main members oh, of the Suicide on, Squad. Captain America, what's not to like? No, if and if he's not with Bloodsport, he's not funny. So I'm like, if Bloodsport's not in the series, I don't care about Peacemaker. Because he I was disagree. only funny bouncing off of Idris Elba. I'm sure he can bounce off of other people. John Cena is funny. Fine. I mean, he has his moments. But again, all of his moments are bouncing off of Idris for me. I hated his character, which was the point. Uh, you're not supposed to like him. And I did, in fact, not like him. <laughs> done and I was done with him, honestly. <laughs> so... I'm sorry. I hated Peacemaker. He's lucky he even made it in the top ten. I'm not. <laughs> he gets just dropped down below. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Mongol. Just all of a sudden, he's below. I'm like literally any of the other Suicide Squad. Give me a damn. I'm screaming off the top of my roof as loud as I can for a Black Canary series. Like that's what I want. Damn it on HBO Max, not Peacemaker. Give me a prequel for Polka Dot Man. That's what I want to see is oh. his backstory. Damn it. Uh, that's basically just like the Umbrella Academy, but like a little darker. I mean, it would be dark as fuck if we got a Polka Dot Man series. It might be too much. I don't Umbrella know. Academy is already pretty dark. It might be a little bit too much, and nobody will want to sit through that much misery. <laughs> oh, people really liked uh, Daredevil, and that is a fucking miserable, depressing show. <laughs> okay, so I do have one of the people who get killed immediately above Peacemaker, and that is Captain Boomerang at number eight. Wow, really? Why? I just said he was fun in his limited screen time. I thought the line about about the names, I thought the line about the dog, like what the hell kind of dog do you think looks like this? And I just I don't I, know specific breeds. That was that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked his interactions. Like, see, that's the moments when they call back to the first film. That it it is a 
sequel it's because he already has a relationship with harley quinn when they Mm -hmm. get into the thing and she's like hey boom and like all of that and they have like this cute little like connection she tries to save him on the beach like screaming no like or whatever she does the same thing with rick flag they already have like a a connection so Uh they know each other previous to this so uh Uh, but i just thought he was funny i wish i kind of wish he had survived the beach (laughs) he's the one i wish would have survived but Mongol. Maybe that's why I hate Mongol too, because that's like the one character I wanted to survive and she killed She killed him. <laughs> it was all her fault. <laughs> and number seven, I have Amanda Waller. Uh everything about it is just great. Violet Davis <laughs> killed him in this role. Yeah. Uh I loved seeing her one, like when she threatens to kill Bloodsport's daughter. <laughs> and he like comes at her and she's just screaming, like, stand down. That's a great <laughs> moment. Yep. Like, again he's and like, as, oh, as she's saying it you're just like oh god this woman is horrible he, yeah she she does an incredible job of being a fucking villain <laughs> among a bunch of people that are like super villains yeah, a bunch, yeah. amongst all these people who are supposed to be so terrible and yeah. she stands she's out as just this horrible horrible funny. ass woman yes uh and, and i love the little moments where she is just like did nobody check if Rat Catch or if Weasel could swim or Bloodsport? Uh, why didn't you tell me you had a damn rat phobia? <laughs> I'm an assassin. <laughs> That's my advantage to tell you my weaknesses. And then, her, yeah, her screaming unhinged. And then I, I did find it very funny when they just like whack her upside the head That's with so a golf good. club. I also loved that little actress who yeah. had like her little moment, her little, her, that little extra, that little person they cast. She has her Viola Davis moment. Mm-hmm. Like, what honor. <laughs> so happy for her. Get you a damn monitor. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I liked a lot of the stuff with them. I love when they were taking bets too on who was going to yeah. die. I thought that was yeah. really funny. Yeah, the team was fun. And I, I, that, that's another thing like you didn't get in, in the original Suicide Squad. Like, mm-hmm. Viola Davis's character doesn't give a fuck about her. She murders all of them, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, she kills them all. Yeah. And this one, she's got like a team. Like, they all, like, they're all working together. And you feel like this is like a whole, like, an office. It's like a group of she people. She didn't kill them after yeah. whacking her upside the head with a golf club. Oh, they're her team. She, yeah. She's going to get them. Like, that's the thing. That look she gives at the end of the movie after you yes. just, you're like, they're in for it. Uh, she just didn't pull out a gun and shoot them all at the end. And then at number six, I have Polka Dot Man. I actually liked him a lot more than I thought. I went in like, oh, okay. One, he was one of the most powerful people on their team. Um, ah, his power was legit. Oh man, they dissolved it. <laughs> it was like, oh shit. Okay, he's legit. Okay. I will say it did seem like they underutilized him. Like logically, he definitely was super powerful and could have done a lot more damage than he did. Yeah, he doesn't do all that much in the grand scheme of what he should have done for a team like this. Because a lot of them don't have big powers, and he's one of the few who has like a big showy power. Yeah, like compare honestly compared to like Bloodsport, Harley, and Harley, and the other one, a Captain Fuckface. What's his name? Captain Fuckface, Peacemaker, Peacemaker. Rick Flag. Yeah. Their their power is that they're like highly skilled humans. He literally has like. <laughs> A power. A superpower. Yeah. And I loved his backstory that we did get. Like you said, uh-huh. the parts with his mom, like in the club when he's dancing, and then it's all his mom around him. Oh, so I mean, good. I just loved seeing him happy for a moment. And it's like such a small character. 
that makes you like feel for them like that so quick i thought was great and he's the only one who cared about anybody who wasn't on the team like milton uh he was the only one who cared about milton i i do have to say i know i almost asked you if you could put milton on ranking because poor milton milton like patrick pointed it out as they're like running into the building milton like has a bag and is wearing sandals Milton. Milton. Van. I'm actually shocked. Milton had a bigger part than Alice Braga's character because I thought maybe she would have the bigger part. She's like the leader of that little military group trying to take down the government. Oh, yeah. He had a bigger part than her. He was like much more memorable than she was. Yep. Uh, partially because of that. But yeah, I love the way he went out. Like, oh, poor little polka dot man. But we loved you while you were here. Yeah. All right. He also like wanted to die, right? Like that. So there was a little bit of like, mm. uh, and I was like relatable when he turned to blood support at the beginning and said, "I hope so." When blood support says, "Oh great, we're all gonna die," he says, "I hope so." Yeah. Like, oh hopefully. shit. So top five, Ren. Who do you got? Top five. Okay, so number five, I have blood support. You know, he's a human. Um, he's also he's supposed to be the straight man in a lot of ways. So uh, I just generally tend to lean towards enjoying the like funny people more Crazy people yeah so he's just a little bit further down there um he's kind of like the main character in the film uh him and Ratcatcher. um but uh, i don't know I, I will say i really liked i loved that fight with his daughter at the beginning yes. that was like the most authentic father daughter teenager fight I've especially ever when you're estranged like yes. especially when you're not like close in any way <laughs> that's screaming at each other so good yeah and that's what i loved so i'm gonna say this now too is i'm glad that we just replaced like characters with will smith one that he wasn't the same character but two because a lot of people were like uh i mean idris is basically replacing him with another character who's the same mm -hmm. as deadshot because even the father-daughter thing is what spurs them both on mm -hmm. but this relationship they made sure to dis differentiate it immediately it was yeah, not like, like the, the sob story <laughs> relationship of will smith's dad no 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 he's cussing her ass out but yeah. He's still her father like, and he doesn't want Amanda Waller to kill her. Yes, yes. He didn't want her to be born, but now that she's born, she doesn't want her dead. Like we said earlier, I'm I'm thrilled that Idris Elba has a, an opportunity to act. He's really funny when he has his moments, um, but he is the straight man. So he's just like a little bit less entertaining. Um, and again, you don't learn a whole lot about him. his His background is still very like, yeah. he's got a rat phobia because his dad was a piece of shit and like, you know pour all of the kindness out of him it, yes so anyways that's why he's only number five above him which i think is funny i have peacemaker because peacemaker is funny <laughs> damn it Rand. they're roughly the same but peacemaker is a he's a fucking clown it's hilarious <laughs> he is like every he is the embodiment of like everything that's wrong with those storming the capital types that like let me rip apart our government so that that order is retained when like, he was like i will kill women men and children to get peace yes he is, was like the he, fuck yeah yeah i think he just doesn't really the real the character itself is really good in terms of uh, an embodiment of kind of the, the point of the movie is like the american government can be fucking shitty they do terrible fucking monstrous things in the name of freedom let me just say um, though there's no way he lived 
No, after getting shot through the neck? No. That little post-credit scene, I was like, bitch, there is no way. Um, I mean, it's also like a super... It's, I know, but I was like... About the rats and the giant starfish. We're not going to like... Oh, it's like he got shot through the throat <laughs> and then I, I think they were like, the building fell down on him. So I was like, what the hell? He's dead. Stop it right now. Um, also, I just have a soft spot for John Cena as a, as a funny person. I, I, I generally like wrestlers post wrestling career this I is also, a redemption I, from fast nine because he was terrible in fast nine i see this is the thing larry i haven't seen any of the fast and furious movies so getting to i just enjoy john cena what was that movie that i saw where he was the parents and the daughters were um, oh, um virginity that was funny. That was like the first time I really saw I him. really liked that movie too, and I'm blanking on it. One was good. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked Peacemaker. I thought he was funny. Um, and he, I, as a character, he represented a, a core piece of the film. Um, I also thought it was really funny that Peacemaker and uh, a, a blood sport had the exact same backstory. That's really funny. That was funny. <laughs> like you. Uh, we have chosen you all for your unique gifts. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> you literally just said the exact same thing that I've done. Yeah, and the back and forth is really funny between him and Bloodsport. But again, he's not the straight man. Idris Elba is the straight man to Blood to uh, Peacemaker is like dumbass. And then above Peacemaker. I have King Shark. I love a gentle giant character. Also, King Shark is, he was just, he had lots of good, funny moments. He made me like love him in lots of ways. Like I said, I loved him nomming on the head. He had a lot of really good creative violence moments where he's just like ripping things apart. That scene Um, is so violent, but like a beautiful scene. Like it looks beautiful. It's like the blood. Between them. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, I, I I just enjoy. I like King Shark is just like cute and sweet. And I also so another thing that I I read was James Gunn in the comics he's a hammerhead, and they switched him to a great white because it was just like too hard with the eyes on the yeah. side of the head to like figure out how to talk to the other characters. Yeah. Um, and he also like worked really hard to make sure that it wasn't anthropomorphically cute, like like the eyes are really small mm-hmm. um so it doesn't it's not cute like Groot was or yeah. cute like baby yoda is um so but he still managed to be cute i really loved like i loved his little magical moments in the sea i laughed every time he said something stupid when he's like he raises his hand and he's like hand yes that's a hand yes good. in another way very good <laughs> yeah <laughs> I also like even enjoyed him like eating the, the like him trying to eat rat catcher just like <laughs> I enjoyed Sebastian. <laughs> I mean, I know I told you we've just lumped him in with rat catcher because if she wasn't there, Lil Sebastian wouldn't be on the team. But well, listen, Sebast- yeah, we'll he- talk about him when we talk about rat catcher. Uh but when he's screaming when he's King Shark's about to eat rat yeah, so good. Um, so yes, I just think a king shark was adorable. Um, and then above that, I have rat catcher, uh, rat catcher two. <laughs> rat catcher two. I knew that I was supposed to be ranking them when we first started watching it. So I like 
from the beginning, I was enjoying her. I was like, I liked the weird millennial angle. I liked when they like opened the door and she was like, I don't do well in the morning. Like I just enjoyed her as like a real life character. You also learn the most about her and her backstory. Um, and she's just got like a really great backstory. She's like a good, she's a good person that just got put into a, a fucked up situation. Yeah. She, she's like re- one of the few on here who's legitimately good. Yes. And yeah. And she, and she brings the good out of other people. Um, and yeah, she, she's sweet. I love that. She, she, she was the heart of the team, right? She's the heart of the movie. She's also the heart of the team. Like she, she's like, we're your friends to the, the shark that doesn't have any friends. Like she's like, Oh, you're so sweet. And she like, she cares about polka dot when he dies. And like, she's just like a, a sweet human. And makes a really good connection with the blood sport. Yes. Has a great connection with blood sport. I will say that the, it's a little bit weird to me that there was this uh, surrogate father daughter thing mm-hmm. when he has a daughter that's this other character it kind of makes it feel like maybe they should have gone with a different direction for like forcing him to be in it because the other thing is they're like she's like oh he senses good in you and like we already covered that because he doesn't want his daughter to die if he was like a full-on shit bag and only cared about himself (laughs) he'd be like i that is just a human that exists that has half of my dna i don't give a fuck um so you already kind of knew that he has like at least a little bit of good in him um so yeah i was a little bit I thought that was a little bit of a strange choice. It just, it felt like you were doubling up on the dot. Like it, it was like, you don't need a pseudo daughter. You have a real one. Maybe connect with her. So that was a little bit strange. Um, but yeah, I liked her little backstory. She was very sweet. I liked her little rat thing. And honestly, Sebastian, her little rat, like just, just shot her up to the top of that list. Cause that- No matter if she was terrible. The rat is so fucking cute. I don't know. It's like, what? I- I so, have like a weird, I, I'm not blood sport, but I don't like rats. And I loved little Sebastian. That, so, that cat, that rat was so cute. And I've, I, I like rats. I, I think they're sweet little, cute little animals, but this was like specifically very, very cute. They kept waving at everyone. That's so cute. And that woman looks so <laughs> Why is he, why is, is he, he waving at me? Yes. Uh, I guess because he's friendly. <laughs> Yes, just a friendly little like rat. So cute. I loved it. I I was like, if anything happens to Sebastian, zero out of ten. I hate this movie. (laughs) I will be pissed for life if anything happens to this little rat. It's very cute. James Gunn managed to include adult Groot and baby Groot. (laughs) (laughs) James Gunn. All right. I guess we'll we'll talk about our number ones last. So I'll do my five through two. Great. All right, so at number five, I think this is our first one where we are identical. I also have Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. So I really liked Bloodsport, particularly what I liked about him was he's just kind of over everything, so <laughs> relatable. Um, he just is like, Jesus. <laughs> That's his character, the whole film, basically. He is exhausted. God, what is wrong with these Irritated. people? Yeah. He calls Ratcatcher like a stupid little idiot when she's like trying to be friends with King Shark. Uh, but I did like the moments of humanity we get mm-hmm. with him. I liked I liked his little relationship with uh, <laughs> Ratcatcher and the relationship they start kind of hinting at with Harley Quinn until she doesn't know his name. Um, so <laughs> so, but I also like when he tells him, well, that's very patronizing. <laughs> I could go back in and you could come and save me. (laughs) Great, that's very patronizing. Let's go. Like, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, he's just great. He's a, obviously, he, well, he should have killed Peacemaker. I'm glad he won their little duel in the end. And I do like that they had him win it by what Peacemaker talked about at the beginning That's of the, the movie. That's the thing, a little callback. A yeah. little smaller bullet within your bullet. <laughs> That's good writing. It was very good. So yeah, I think Idris did a good job too at just kind of like bringing so much to the character because on paper, I think the character could have come off much more boring. And I think he could have been way further down this list. Uh, you know, like if he was just a pure straight man. But I think Idris brought that like level of charisma to his ugh-ness that you kind of got endeared to him as we moved along. So I liked Bloodsport. It's number five. And number four um this might be controversial i do have harley quinn <gasps> i knew you were gonna be shocked. so i went back and forth scandalized there so much because i love harley i just i don't know i partially i do think it's because of her side mission that really deters her in this film is i'm just like she's almost pointless but she has the best damn action scene in this entire film. Let me just tell you that right now. Her action scene escaping out from that man's place is amazing. And again, when you find out that Margot Robbie does like all her own stunts, yeah. it's even more amazing and allows the camera to stay on her to do these shots so well. But I loved the whole animation sequence uh, as she's like, going through and there's like birds flying around and flowers are sprouting yeah, out I, I yeah i was like did she get drugged no it's just her crazy she, mind she's just very strange um it starts when like her mind like animates to where the javelin is i loved that line too when she's like i'm waiting for god to tell me what to do with this and jesus christ jesus christ oh, yeah. too any of them, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I loved her slapping Javelin at the beginning. It was a really cute moment when Rick Flagg comes back to save her, and she's, like, genuinely like, oh, wow, okay, yes, uh, <laughs> I love this. And then that speech is really great. Um, yeah, it's good writing. About, again, and I love what he did here, flag. actually, is that, he he took it over the top talking about you know why don't you ask just leave harley but when you have as bad of taste in men as i have they'll kill your dog they'll you know do whatever or they'll tell you that you know the music you like to listen to isn't real music and i i don't know why i loved that last line because i think it's just like a really relatable it mental is. abuse thing that people go through particularly women and particularly not even in relationships men do this to girls at such a young age of trying to demean what they enjoy whether it be music or movies or whatever or but also just like questioning like it's like you you're not a real fan of that yeah so I, I thought it was just really good to bring it from the big levels of abuse of, mm -hmm. oh, they'll try to kill me or they'll kill my dog or something really mundane, but it's just really cool. relatable to particularly girls in our society period. So, and the moment was just great. She looked amazing in this movie. I mm -hmm. loved her outfits. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. Those little dumb moments also got me a little bit. So there was there was things I loved about Harley and things that I was like, I just wish you were in it more. <laughs> so you moved her down in the ranking because you wanted more of her, Larry. Yes. Come on. 
And now you'll be really scandalized, Rin. Because at number three, I have Rick Flag. So <laughs> above Harley Quinn. I've got it like, um, all the way down on my list. Okay. So basically, we swapped Peacemaker and Rick Flag. Rin. <laughs> That's who we basically swapped in our rankings. I have Peacemaker low. You have Rick Flag. I just really loved his character this movie. I did not expect to actually be like upset when he got killed. Um, I was that was up a really good death scene. That was really good. And I loved his last line of peacemaker. What a joke. Like I think that was such a good last line too. I like the reason that he died too, yeah. like fighting for something that is really important. Yeah. Like again, he had such a good arc this time compared to what he had before which maybe did it why is harley just going along with these people who kidnapped her and is gonna marry this man like girl i mean i know you have bad taste in men but what the hell's going on like i don't know kind of wish harley would have got together with rick flag um to be the like a little bit of that little connection and that made me a little bit more mad because i was like this is a relationship i could get on board with (laughs) but i think okay so and we'll get to this you know obviously my number one yeah but like the thing (laughs) I think that's important. I think the whole point of Harley Quinn's like reinvention mm-hmm. between this movie and Birds of Prey is that she needs to stand on her own and relationships yes. need to not be the, like she was an accoutrement to the Joker. She needs to be her own badass she on her own. Yeah, I like her finding friends and things like, it's so important when you are like breaking up and you're leaving an abusive relationship to like, find yourself and, and so i i, I think that's why i still that. love op harley quinn the most because that i mean that is her in birds mm-hmm. of prey which i love mm-hmm. so that's why i was like i think that's why that's still my favorite harley quinn because mm-hmm. that's all, that's yeah. her whole point in that movie and we get yeah. we're only mostly focusing on her we have other girls but it's a harley quinn movie uh but no rick flag i love that he goes back to save harley quinn too even though she doesn't need it in the end. I just think it's really nice. I just loved his character outside of Ratcatcher, who I agree is the heart of this. He's like the next heart. Oh, he's like the next one that had me invested. So I loved him and I wish he wasn't dead. So, but his death scene was great and gave, gave a lot of weight. Yes, exactly. You had to have one. And you had to have a late death. Guy. Like we get Polka Dot Man too, which is sweet, but it didn't quite hit like rick flag's death hit because of the the right stakes around it well we also have the same number two though at number two i have rat catcher two i loved her and at first up your ranking because of the rat partially i mean them as a little tag team as i said i was like constantly if anything happens to this damn rat i'm gonna be so upset um and even at the end when he's we see him like when Harley jumps in the eye and we see little Sebastian <laughs> swimming. I'm like, oh. Literally every time he's on screen, him cuddling up on Bloodsport's leg oh at the end and he's like, petting him. <laughs> I loved him so much. But her story is great. She gets, she is the heart because she is the one who makes a connection with mm-hmm. almost everyone on the team other than the one man who you, is impossible to make a connection with, and that's Peacemaker. Um, that's even a great line of, like, destroy the disc, but why kill me? Like, what? <laughs> okay, like, thorough. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I like that character, is he's, he is everything that's wrong. He is, uh, yeah. like, he is, he is, to put this in Dungeons and Dragons speak, Uh-oh. he is uh, lawful evil. He is basically the person who is, like, because... 
it's the right thing to do. I will murder all of these people because and it shows the laws. Yes. Yeah, and it does, I guess, show Amanda Waller in a good, a better light, a good light because she's the one who told him that because she knew. She's like, listen, I'm not telling any of these other bitches. I'm gonna tell you it, that needs to get destroyed. Period. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was the one. That's why Rick Flag was like, oh, of course, Amanda Waller had a backup plan. Yeah. And it was you because she knew he would do what he was told. Uh, but Ratcatcher, she was great. I loved, I loved her relationship with King Shark. At the end, too, when he's alive and she runs up and is so oh, excited. Hi, you know, <laughs> They're so cute together. She has a great backstory, as you said. That flashback leading into her hero moment is so impactful. It's like one of the most emotional moments of the entire film is her being the one, her and her little rats, to save Bloodsport and save the day is so good. Uh, rats. Oh, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> so important for us to remember that all of us together, we can make a difference. Ooh, one moment I did like about the thinker, it bounced off of her actually, is when she tells him, if you don't shut up, how would you like to have a hundred live rats up your ass? And he was like, my answer might not be what you expected. And I was like, this is too much. Uh, sorry, that just reminded me of the thinker having things live things in his ass. Uh, being from the one very, yes, that was his one very weird. One, I was scandalized. So, your number one is the clear number one here, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, why? Because she's amazing. <laughs> she's so much fun to watch. She's funny. She, her fight scenes are sick. She's entertaining. Anytime she's on screen, she is, she's fun to watch. She's, it, there's never a dull moment watching her. Um, I really liked her side story. I am totally okay with the fact that they like separated her out and they gave her her own little moment because there's even this little part of even while I was watching it I was like oh my god why is she this guy is a a villain oh why and I don't want her to be with a guy I mean we want her to be happy but like oh this is weird is she gonna be the queen of this is she gonna be a villain now she shoots that dude in the second chest and has that sick ass (laughs) monologue that is like it's so and like it's not even just like you know like i don't i've never been in like a super like a super abusive relationship but i've been in plenty of just like straight shitty relationships and it's so important to start being able to like recognize the red flags to like start looking and saying i find you very attractive and I want to be all over you. And that is a problem, right? Like being able to notice all of those red flags and things. So I thought that was super fun. I thought it was cool. I thought her fight scene was sick. I also have a soft spot for Louis Prima. So I loved that she was singing uh, Just a Gigolo. So good. Um, James Gunn has like my taste in music. It's, it's great. And yeah, her fight scenes are all sick. She's, she's the most fun to watch fighting, hands oh down. And she, yeah, she saves the day. She floats into the eyeball and she, you know, it's a combination of her and the the rat catcher saving the day. Um, and she's just, she's funny, right? Like, I love this scene where they're on the building and she's just like, just like, if you even think about coughing without covering your mouth, <laughs> she says, I'm walking around back and forth. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. 
Yes. So she oh, that Milton moment killed me. The Milton thing was Milton. I would remember. <laughs> yeah. And then what are you talking about? We just had like an hour long conversation about your name being Milton. <laughs> yeah. Milton. <laughs> yes. So I I find her funny. I find her battle since the best. I was just like love Margot Robbie. So I think it's kind of an unfair fight. Like automatically, I'm gonna favor her because she's just awesome. She's an inhuman being. It's not fair. I mean, it truly is not fair. She's an alien or an angel, something that is not, not of this earth. It's just doesn't seem possible. When, when we talk about somebody who should not be able to have all of that, I mean, Margot <laughs> Robbie, that, that's it. Is this. You, you, just, you it's like, can't. you know, so you can't even be jealous. You're like, that's, it's impossible to be like that. <laughs> how, how do you exist? She's I don't a understand. Species of human. I don't know. I have my number one as King Shark. I what do I say? The lovable giant always gets me. There's like almost no time it doesn't get me. I loved him so much. Right from the very first time we see him. (laughs) He is really funny. I love his mustache as his. (laughs) And then when he pouts and gets mad when they won't let him do it. It was just so funny. I'm gonna wear a disguise. Mustache. Oh, a mustache. See, and those are the moments I also love with Ratcatcher too. Is she just like humors him and it's like, oh yeah, what disguise you can use? And he's like, mustache. And then I hate to use this term because I know that like trolls the internet say she's a bit of a Pollyanna, right? Like there's nothing wrong with her actually. There's nothing negative about her in any way. (laughs) And I do also think I feel I this is my one overall criticism of the film. It felt very imbalanced. Um, It felt very heavily skewed towards her backstory and like her identity. And it felt like it was a rat catcher movie, but also without making her actually the center of it. Because yeah, like so, Bloodsport is the center, but we really focus yeah, more on her as a yeah. person. And then you have Harley Quinn who has a whole second side yeah. story. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it felt weirdly balanced. That would be my main yeah. criticism of the film is that it's like, I don't know. Okay. No, Sorry, go ahead. No, he has great but, moments. I also love when he makes a peacemaker uh, when they're supposed to be putting the bombs on the wall. <laughs> it's like peacemaker. <laughs> that's very sweet but that doesn't look like me at all and he's lonely that's like his main theme of the that's film sweet lonely so when he's like looking out the window and he sees the people in pairs <laughs> and then they keep leaving him so because he can't go anywhere so they go into the club and he's just under his little tarp sad listening to the music <laughs> But then, even when they can take him places, so like after they put those things up, he's just by himself. He like turns around and nobody's there. <laughs> so I'm always, like, oh, I love you, <laughs> He also like it's partially his fault that he's by himself a lot because he just wanders off, <laughs> just does his own little thing. That moment with those weird little creatures was everything. When he sees them again, the score is great. I loved those little weird monsters, uh, even when they do try to kill King Shark. That was weird. That was a weird, like, I don't know what those are, and they never really explain what they are. I kind of wish they would have just still been friendly, but because they were just so damn cute. I actually thought he was going to free Starro when he first got to that. Because I was like, starfish, it's going to be. I thought he was going to like discover his origins in there. Oh, I mean, that would have been great. But he's yeah. like, 
Basically, he's gonna find like another shark lady, just like him in that. Oh my tank. god! If that- there was a shark in there, that <laughs> that's what I thought was gonna happen, or some other sort of like half. Fish. I saw somebody and I realized this. I saw someone say that a negative was that like King Shark was basically invincible. I mean, because he's a descendant of a god. They'd establish that early on. They're like, he's a Superman. What are you fucking talking about? He's a descendant of a god. They say it. Uh, so it's bullets Wonder aren't going to kill him. He falls. Cool. Invincible. Yeah. Invincible. He's fine. He's fine. And I didn't want him to die. So I was glad he was invincible. <laughs> I did love, again, Idris. <laughs> King Shark. Monster. Nom nom. <laughs> nom nom. So cute. And then him with those soldiers at the end. Nom nom. No, no, no. I don't no. know. I just loved him, and he stole my heart every single time he was on screen. And so, yes, he might have been simple, but he he was my favorite. He's the one I've gotten a Funko Pop of. Oh. I loved him. <laughs> I mean, I have a Harley little Funko, but not from this film. Yeah, those were our rankings for the characters. We had quite different rankings here. Yes. Here and there, we had some of the same, or at least in the general area, but. Yeah, let us know first, what did you think of The Suicide Squad? I can't imagine you disagree, but do you agree that it's much better than the 2016 version of the film? <laughs> and your fool responses that try to argue that the 2016 version is in any way, shape, or form any good. And then also let us know your ranking. Do you agree, disagree? Who was your favorite character amongst this? I did run a poll on uh, Twitter, on our Twitter page, and Ratcatcher2 won our poll. We got like 90 responses, so it was a really good response for the poll. (laughs) And she handedly won. So the people love Ratcatcher. Those people listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you're listening. Don't just vote. Click play. But if you do want to follow us and have a place to let us know what you think and vote, usually I try to put polls up or, you know, topics about what we're speaking on. So if you want to have your voice heard that way, make sure to follow us on Twitter as well as Instagram at CinemaSnarks. Ren, where can people follow you? They can find me on Twitter at Ren Manley or Instagram at Poo 13 Perfect. And you can follow me on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT or Instagram and YouTube at ChiliBoyProductions. Also, if you're watching, leave a like and subscribe to the channel and leave all your comments in that comment section below. We thank y'all for watching and hope you'll come back for a snarky time with the next one. Bye. Bye.